Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Parish in Concord. It was wonderful to hear Eric playing the organ. I miss it so much. It's just so great to be in that room and to um, have that music fill the space and fill our bodies. Thank you, Eric. Good morning. I'm Reverend Howard Dana, and I want to welcome you to church this morning. We are so fortunate to be able to gather. I know that we're really distanced. I know that we're in our homes. I know that Zoom is sometimes hard. But oh, the miracle of a chance to be together, to be with friends, to be with those who love us, to think of the wider world, to think of our inner thoughts. Oh, the chance to sit side by side for a sweet hour and to know that we are held in love. This is what church is. This is what I want to welcome you to. I know there's lots of folks who are joining us from in and around Concord. There's also lots of people joining us from all over the United States and in fact from other parts of the world. We've now stretched out into YouTube land, so know that if you miss church on a Sunday morning, it's just as easy as going to YouTube and you can look at any of the last, uh, last few services, catch up on those, or if there's one you'd like to see again, um, they'll all be right there. Want to welcome you to church this morning. As we usually do, let's go into gallery view, and um, I'll just call on folks to say hi so you can see who else is uh, helping lead church this morning. Uh, Beth Norton is here. Say hello, Beth. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you, and I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed watching Eric's hands and feet during that prelude. That was amazing. Thank you. Eric, why don't you say good morning? Good morning, friends. It's great to be with you. And Liz Weber is here this morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. And Anderson Manuel is joining us. Always happy to be here and happy to see you on this beautiful fall morning. And we have Don Van Patten. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're enjoying all the fall colors as much as I am. And Reverend Amy Friedman. Good morning. If you didn't join us for our 930 family service, it's a Halloween celebration. So you have all week leading up to Halloween. Nice to be with all of you. And Brendan Ferrari is here, our children's music director. Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be with all of you this morning. Lily Vanderzanden is on tech, just helping us out behind the scenes. Good morning. Glad to be here. And last but certainly not least, Jade Sylvan is our ministerial intern this year, and they have the call to worship this morning. Say hi and kick us off. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. In honor of our Universalist History Month, uh, our call to worship this morning is a mashup of Hosea Ballou. I edited this down for brevity. Hatred is self-punishment. Hatred is the coward's revenge for being intimidated. There is nothing in heaven above nor in the earth beneath that can do away with sin but love. O oh, love, thou great physician of souls, what a work hast thou undertaken. All souls are thy patients. Hosea Ballou. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a chalice to begin worship with one another. The chalice represents our connection with one another. The flame is all flames. Please join me in reciting our first parish chalice lighting. Mm -hmm. 
O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. And now Brendan will lead us in our opening song. Morning again, everybody. At this time, we will sing number 131, Love Will Guide Us. Uh, I really enjoy this song and its message that no matter who you are or what your strengths and weaknesses are, uh, you can contribute to and change the world with love, hope, and positivity. So please join us in singing Love Will Guide Us. very much, Brendan. It was great to sing with you. It's great to have you on board. And I get to do the children's message now, something I enjoy very much. I wish that we were all together because you would stream out of the pews and come up front. And I love that time when we're just together at the front of the church, but we can do that on Zoom as well. We know that there are children and youth and families at each of our services, and we don't want to forget you at all. There's the family service, which is really fun, but we know that you're here at this one too. Well, today I wanna to talk about a word that has a hidden word in it. And both the word and the hidden word are important to us as Unitarian Universalists. And they kind of describe who we are, kind of both sides of our personality. You know, humans are really complex and whether we're kids or adults, we have, we have, you know, there's, there's things that are 
there are times when we're more happy or more sad, more playful or more quiet. And so we know what it's like to kind of move between a couple of different ways of being. So here's the word. I just wrote it out on a piece of paper because that was easy for me. So the word is evolve. And I want you to see if you can see the hidden word in the word evolve. Now evolve is a pretty important word for Unitarian Universalists because we believe in science, we believe in progress, we believe that things, good things come from other good things. And so for us to evolve is to change and to grow and to learn and to be adaptable. And those are all good things. We also believe that human understanding of God changes too. So um, it's not that God changes so much because God's pretty constant. It's just that human understanding of God changes. And so it's interesting to look back in our history and to see how we might have thought about God before and maybe in generations to come, there'll be new ways to think of God too. Have you seen the secret word yet? Let me help you out. I'm gonna just turn the word around. Now, do you see the secret word? I don't know, it's in there. Anybody see it? Let me help you further. Okay, how about that? People see the secret word now? The word love is inside the word evolve. And I think that that's really important and important to remember because that's kind of like the universalist side of our faith too. The universalists were very clear, they said, that if God exists, that God is a loving God. And that's all we need to focus on. And so to grow and to change and to become who we want to be, we can't forget that love is the main ingredient in that. And so in this one word, you kind of have the Unitarian side and the Universalist side. We believe in science and we believe in growth, but we also believe in caring for one another and taking care of one another. And that extends to taking care of the earth and to taking care of all of the creatures on the earth. So it's really exciting to be a Unitarian Universalist because it means that you get to have really big ideas. You get to share those ideas with other people and you get to hear what other people's ideas are. But then at the very base of it, we remember that we love one another and that we're patient with one another and we're kind with one another, and that's how we live out our religion in the world. Thanks for joining me this morning, and now every time you see the word evolve, you'll also see the word love. Beth is going to help us sing a song now. Please join me in singing Let Us Open Our Eyes all together. open our eyes to see what is beautiful. Let us open our minds to see what is true. Let us open our hearts to love one another. And may we walk in Thank you, Beth. I chose a poem for our reading today, and I think it's a good poem for this time and for all times. This is a poem by Shauna Pugh, and the title is Sometimes. 
Sometimes things don't go after all from bad to worse. Some years muscadel faces down frost, green thrives. The crops don't fail. Sometimes a man aims high and all goes well. A people sometimes will step back from war, elect an honest man, decide they care enough that they can't leave some stranger poor. Some men become what they were born for. Sometimes our best efforts do not go amiss. Sometimes we do as we meant to. The sun will sometimes melt a field of sorrow that seems hard frozen. May it happen to you. Our sermon this morning is actually Lily, yeah, yeah, stick with me just a moment. I just want to introduce Susan. So we're lucky this morning to have a sermon from Susan Frederick Gray. And Susan is the president of the Unitarian Universalist Association and somebody that I've known a long time. We've been in, in ministry just about the same length of time. I first really got to know Susan when we were both part of a program called Dreaming Big. And this was a program for ministers who were interested in serving larger churches um, or larger institutions. And incidentally, the first meeting of that group happened in Concord at the Concord Church um, way back when. So Susan and I were in this together, and I just was delighted by her, uh, her fire, her passion, her wit, um, her keen intellect. And so it was no surprise that after she was finished uh, serving the church in Phoenix, where she did amazing things, that then she ran for the presidency and was elected uh, to be the president of the Unitarian Universalist Association. So here is Susan uh, offering a timely sermon, and I invite you to enjoy it and to listen well to the words of this good colleague. Here's Reverend Susan Frederick Gray. I was 13 years old when I became a Unitarian Universalist. I was raised in this faith, but I was 13 when I claimed it as my own. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I was waiting for my parents to finish their committee meetings after service. All the other kids had left, and I was bored. I wandered into the visitor's corner, and a little red wallet card caught my eye. It said in bold letters on the front, what do Unitarian Universalists believe? My 13-year-old self wondered, what do Unitarian Universalists believe? As I read the 10 statements written by the Reverend David O'Rankin, in my heart, in my soul, as I read those words, I said, yes, this is what I believe. One phrase in particular, planted itself in me like the deepest truth, and I never forgot it. We believe in the motive force of love. It was in that moment when I knew that this was my religion. I start with this story to ground the work of UU The Vote in our theology, which is its foundation 
and its inspiration. This year marks the 250th anniversary of what we celebrate as the beginning of universalism in the United States. It was on September 30th, 1770, that Universalist John Murray preached his first sermon on this continent. And the truth that I read in that little red wallet card, the truth I've never forgotten, is the message of universalism. 250 years ago, in the context of religious notions of God rooted in punishment, damnation, and the division of humanity between worthy and unworthy, saved and damned, the idea of universal salvation, that God's love is unconditional, that no one is cast out, and that salvation is not individual but collective, was radical and liberating. Universalism proclaimed that humanity was bound together in a common destiny and that love, love is the thread that binds each of us to the other and everyone to creation. Universalists believe that God is love. They also believed in hell. They just believed that it existed here and now on the earth. The great universalist preacher Hosea Ballou was clear about how politicians and those in power used fear, stoked fear, to protect their greed and corruption and self-interest, and he knew the suffering that resulted from that. Rather than speak of theology in terms of speculative notions of God, Ballou spoke of it in terms of human experience here and now and our relationships to each other. A society that lives out the motive force of love would be one that fosters joy and liberation and thriving for all people. This is the highest calling of our faith as Unitarian Universalists, to live out, defend, and embrace this motive force of love in our lives, in our actions, in our commitments, and in our society. This is why you, you, the vote says vote love. Today, in our context, we are witnessing the emboldening and authorization of ideologies rooted not in love and interdependence, but in domination, authoritarianism, and dehumanization. And just to be clear, this is not new. It has a long and deadly history on this continent going back more than 400 years. And yes, even our universalist ancestors came from that same lineage of Christian European conquest and limited the vision of universalism only to white society, a limit that we are still trying to redeem ourselves from. It is dehumanization that creates systems that put children in cages, that deny health care to our transgender siblings, that allow police violence and the murder of Black people to continue unabated and without accountability. Dehumanization that allows triage protocols that devalue the lives of disabled people and that lead to systemic divestment from communities. The resources from housing to education, healthcare to jobs, and the criminalization of poverty. Just as Hosea Ballou named it, the tool of dehumanization, its propaganda 
is fear. Propaganda that tells us to fear our neighbor, that we are not family and kin, but enemies. This is the exact opposite of our theology of universalism that tells us that we have a common destiny and we are connected to one another in love. This is why you, you the vote says vote love, defeat hate. And while the forces of dehumanization and domination have always been a part of US history, so too have been those who have resisted and organized for the values of dignity, equity, humanity, and love. These days are heartbreaking, they're infuriating, and they're frightening. On days when I lose my own strength, I turn to the words of Alice Walker, who reminds us, we remember our ancestors because it is an easy thing to forget that we are not the first to suffer, rebel, fight, love, and die. The grace with which we embrace life in spite of the pain and the sorrow is always a measure of what has gone before us. We remember our ancestors, theological, familial, and in movement. We remember Francis, Ellen Watkins, Harper, Hosea Ballou, John Brown, Sitting Bull, Ida B. Wells, Dr. King, Ann Braden, and so many more whose names history does not remember. Those who struggled and risked and fought and loved for the principles of justice, equity, liberty. This is why in You, You, The Vote, we say vote love, we say defeat hate, because dear ones, we are on a precipice. Every single one of our most deeply held values is on the line right now. The current powers in government are showing in everything they do that the inherent worth and dignity of so many immigrants, black people, disabled folks, trans and queer people does not matter to them. Human agency, interdependence, the democratic process are being disrupted and defiled daily. It is a radical act of faith to not only continue to believe in all of our cherished principles, but to demand them by speaking out, taking risks, organizing, leveraging our resources and building networks of solidarity and power to protect one another and these values. We are on a precipice and our actions right now will affect whether we have a chance to continue to bring our bold values forward, to rebuild, expand, and strengthen our democracy, to confront police violence, to upend racial inequity, to change divestment from communities, and make moves to protect the climate. Now is the time to draw on the grace, the courage, and the strength of all those who went before, to widen our comfort zones, and to do all we can to vote love and defeat hate. If you haven't taken any form of action yet, sign up for a shift with You, You, The Vote. I can tell you that it's fun. And if you've written postcards to voters, but you feel nervous about phone banking, do it with your fellow UUs. And if you've been all in with you, you, the vote from the beginning, keep it up and start planning for how you will show up and organize after November 3rd. Because democracy will not be restored in one election. It's been under systemic attack for decades.
and justice will not roll down like waters in one election. Voting matters. It's absolutely critical. But it is not the end. It is just one piece of the long haul work of organizing for a future where all are free and where all can thrive. Will you show up in the streets, set up to contribute to a bail or legal assistance fund, open your church building to protesters needing refuge from state repression, tap into your own endowment or discretionary funds to make sure that grassroots organizers have the funds they need for their work. There is so much to do. And our faith calls us to love more radically, to give more generously, to believe more fervently that another world is possible and be willing to be all in for that future. As you've heard me say many times before, this is no time for a casual faith, no time for a casual commitment to what you hold most dear. And this is no time to go it alone. Friends, we are in this work together. I invite you to be deeper in this work of you, you, the vote with us. May we remember that we are held by love always. May we remember that we are held by and with one another. And may we all together be all in today tomorrow, next month, and next year for justice, for love, for democracy, and for a future that is free and thriving for all people. May it be so. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle around to tend these We shall be known by the ones who so angry the seeds of change alive from deep within the earth. It is time now. Thank you. 
to be alive in this great turning we shall learn to live in love in this great turning we shall learn to live in love in this great turning we shall learn to live in love in this great turning we shall learn to live in what a great song and how wonderful to see those faces and hear those voices we have a question now for you to reflect on i invite you to put an answer into the chat we know that 2020 is a turning point for Unitarian Universalists. And the question is, how will we thrive going forward? How shall we learn to lead in love? How will we thrive going forward? How shall we learn to lead in love? Put an answer in the chat and Beth will play a little bit of music and then I'll read some of the responses. Let's see what you said. There is always great wisdom in the collective group. So stay connected. Appreciate what we each bring. Reach across the political divide. Stay connected to our community. Stay the course and the center will hold. Listen to the voices of the marginalized and help them get what they need. Stay connected, make the effort. Being present to the current need, open to whatever comes. Take the amazing energy that has been unleashed and continue together with our brothers and sisters. Clear communication, much listening, sensitive reflection, committed and collective action. Grow the circle wider. Say yes to improvised, improved Medicare for all. Reach out to others. Adhere to our principles and values. Love more. Breathe in love when our minds close down. 
by reaching out with love to all, listen with care, act with courage, be proactive. Self-care, fill the well inside daily so that we then have something to give. Believe in the goodness of one another and focus on what is good, not evil. So many here try to understand the thinking of others. Truly practice radical hospitality. Take a chance, uh, take a look at the chat when you get a chance. There's lots more in there. What great collective wisdom we have. come together we hold one another in grace and mercy and love as a community you are always welcome to share the cares that are on your heart 
and I will share them on your behalf with your community. This week, we hold Petra and Bruce in our hearts. And Lily will paste that into the chat for us. I also invite you to name aloud the people who you are holding in your heart or to type that into the chat in just a moment. I wanna let you know too some excellent news that Reverend Mark Richardson, who has been a longtime First Parish member who we supported through his journey to ministry, has recently attained national board certification as a chaplain. This rigorous process is parallel to our UU Ministerial Fellowship Threshold for new ministers. Congratulations, Mark. We send you our love all the way from Concord to Minnesota. So I invite you to hold Mark and Petra and Bruce in your heart and to say aloud or post the names of folks you are also holding into the chat now. And let's sing together, shall we? Keep those names coming while we sing. Pray with me. Spirit of life and love, God, who we have known in many, many ways through the ages, which we know anew in our own time and in our own ways, 
we come together today as a people of faith, as a people united by our Unitarian and Universalist heritage, people united in covenant with one another, to side with love. We condemn hell on earth. We condemn systems of oppression and marginalization and politics of hatred and fear and hoarding that keep many in conditions that are terrible, that perpetuate suffering while a few thrive in power. We condemn hell on earth. We center ourselves on the motive force of love. We remember that love is fierce. Love acts on behalf of justice and moves us towards equity and liberation. Love knows that salvation is not individual, but universal. And so we look to love to guide us. May we keep good company. May we keep in our hearts our ancestors who lived with grace, strength, and courage, who offer us lessons and models for our own times in their imperfection, but in their leadership. May we follow their example of grace, strength, and courage. And may we keep good company in our days, living in community, living with an eye towards the thriving of one another, the thriving of all. May we act for good and be the change that we wish to see, both between now and November 3rd, but also for the long haul. May we side with love all the days of our lives. We hold one another in love, and I pray that each person in this circle and each person in our world may feel held in love. May all who have come today in pain find solace. May all who have come in joy find their happiness doubled. And may each of us, by our daily living, make our world a better place. Let's sit for a while in the meditations of our hearts. Thank you. 
Our social action candle this morning will be lit by Janet Bailey. Janet is the chair of our Women's Paris Association, and she'll also lift up our Share the Plate recipient for the month of October. Good morning. I am Janet Bailey. This year, I am president of the Women's Paris Association and speaking on behalf of Open Table this month's Share the Plate recipient. Opal Table came about 30 years ago here at First Parish by a community-wide group of volunteers. It is primarily a food relief organization serving our greater Concord area. As you can imagine, with COVID dynamics for Open Table, it has been a year of stepping up in different and greater ways to address food insecurity. Open Table has become a conduit for multi-level ways to provide food to those in need. They've had to grow from self-serve pantries and community dinner sites at First Parish and at their building in Maine to several new programs to create food resources. Providing food delivery for those needing to isolate, creating drive-throughs for families to safely pick up fresh and canned foods, preparing and delivering meals for seniors, and working with our high schools, housing authorities, boards of health, councils on aging, to problem solve them about the best ways to address effective delivery of food is all in a day's work for Open Table. They do this work with a small staff, community partners, and a dedicated group of volunteers from all walks of life. Many of us at First Parish serve in these roles or generously donate with food, time, and money. The WPA proudly supports Open Table. We thank you for your generosity this month for sharing the plate with this terrific community resource. We encourage you to visit their website to volunteer, to donate food and funds. And certainly, if you are facing with hard choices because Life changes can and do happen. Take advantage of food offered through Open Table. Contact Liz Weber or Howard or our wonderful pastoral care team. Thank you for this opportunity to speak on behalf of Open Table. Thank you, Janet. On Sunday mornings during our 10 a.m. service, we have an offering. And if we were sitting in the pews, we would pass a basket. And this is part of our free church tradition. We're not uh, mandated to pay dues. We're not funded by the state. 
Our congregation is a voluntary association. And of course, we understand that some of us are experiencing financial hardship at this time. But we are a community that depends upon the support of one another. And so thank you for the ways in which you support First Parish in Concord through your service, through your annual contribution of a pledge. And we invite you to make a donation this morning if you are able. Today it will be shared. Part of it will go to the wonderful organization of Open Table. And you can do so either by mailing a check, making a donation on our website, or by texting your amount to the number that's going to appear. Thank you so much for all that you do and all that you are.
Thank you, Eric, for that wonderful offertory. As we begin to close our service, I'd like to uh, invite you to do a number of things if you would like. The worship sharing circle will happen immediately following the service and the uh, link to that will go into the chat uh, right after the service. We also have an online coffee hour and Liz Rust is here to tell you about that and to say hello from the standing committee. Good morning, Liz. Is Liz here? Oh. I might have jumped the gun. Anyway, um, Liz will be hosting the coffee hour. So the way this works is that there will be another link in uh, the chat. J just jump onto that. Um, Zoom is requiring us to have either a password or a waiting room. And we decided that the waiting room was easier than the password. So if uh, you go to those links and you're in a, a waiting room, just be patient and someone will let you in and both the worship sharing circle and the coffee hour will end by 11.30. So uh, check those out, a chance to see one another face-to-face -face and chat a little bit about the service or whatever else is going on in your lives. Be sure to pay attention to First Parish website and FP Weekly. There's lots of good stuff in there each week and check your spam filter if you're not getting it. Like I mentioned, um, we are on Facebook and we're also on YouTube, you can find uh, previous services there. Check out the family worship service each uh, Sunday at 9.30 from 9.30 to 9.50 on YouTube, and then you'll have plenty of time to get over to the regular service at 10 o'clock. Coming up uh, next Sunday is our All Souls service, and you're invited to actually add photographs to an altar that Liz Weber is going to be creating inside the sanctuary at First Parish. So all you need to do is sometime this week, stop by during the office hours. Those are 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and you can place a photo or a memento on an altar that will be there in the sanctuary, and you can spend a little bit of time there with it as well. If you would like to share those photos of loved ones who have died and pets are fine too, um, just email them to Liz by Tuesday night, and she's going to be including them in a slideshow that will happen next Sunday during our All Souls service. Tuesday, November 3rd is election day, as we know, and there will be a special election night open door service that will happen at six o'clock p.m. that evening on Zoom. There'll be details in the FP Weekly. There'll be a place to bring your hope and your angst. So come and be in community uh, with us on election night at six o'clock. And the last thing to mention is that uh, the UUA is sponsoring a spiritual grounding for Election Day. This is a hop on and hop off uh, platform on Facebook all day Tuesday, November 3rd. It'll be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Facebook. Um, it's a chance to just uh, connect with other UUs. There'll be ministers on there. So there'll be programming that you can duck into and duck out of uh, for a full 12 hours on election day and there'll be more details in FP Weekly. Let us now join Anderson in our closing song. For our final song today, we are going to a song that is called Building a New Way. Let us hope that this election will bring some positive energy and no matter what happens, we'll continue to work together to build a new way that is welcoming to everyone. 
We want to give a big thank you to Brendan, um, who made this recording for us. And this song is Words by Martha Sendifer. Please join us as we sing together, Building a New Way. stronger every day. And if we remember to center love, to remain in love, to be true to love, a fierce love, we will go and we will go together. Let us join in the first parish benediction. Go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to what is good, return to no person evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, Help the suffering, honor all beings. Oh.